Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week, Mark Colville. Mark Colville is one of the seven Kings Bay Plowshares activists. We are recording this interview on December 11th, 2018, and Mark plans to turn himself in today at the Glynn County Jail in Brunswick, Georgia. Mark Colville, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Thanks for coming on. Um, maybe we should explain what a plowshares action is and then what yours was in particular and then why you did it and what happens next. So, so what is a plowshares action? Okay. Um, well, the plowshares is, is actually a movement that began in 1980 when um, eight, uh, eight activists, in, including a couple of Catholic priests, uh, went into... Uh, King King uh, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, where the GE uh, was building the uh, nose cones for a uh, Mark 12 missile, if I'm if I'm remembering right. Um, and what they what their intent was, and what the movement's intent is, is to uh, is to basically enact the biblical prophecy of uh, of Isaiah uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter two, verse four. There's a there's a line about um, uh, nations disarming and uh, studying war no more. I mean, it's an old familiar song, but that theme. And um, uh, the, in that verse, it says that that uh, nations will, uh, they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not lift the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. Um, and so the, the movement is based on, on the... Uh, the absolute necessity of disarming, of, of uh, getting rid of nuclear weapons for the survival of, of not only uh, humanity, but of the whole planet. Um, and so this was a <clears throat> plowshares, the plowshares movement is dedicated to uh, symbolically uh, beginning this process. Um, and, you know, it, it involves also, uh, it involves also kind of embracing the law, you know, the, um, the laws of the nation have legalized, or, or at least the application of the law has legalized these weapons. Or, in other words, uh, in my opinion, the the way that the the legal system has worked, uh, particularly the federal system in this country, is that nuclear weapons have been placed beyond the reach of law. And so, uh, there's plenty of constitutional and international laws which are binding in in all courts of the United States by which we can prove. Uh, that these weapons are illegal, and the possession of them and the building of them are illegal. And as citizens, we have the right uh, and the and the responsibility as U.S. citizens uh, to dis- dismantle these weapons. So the the movement is about trying to start that process, knowing that that in fact the uh, the government is not going to do it. So um, the Kings Day Plowshares, we we uh, are seven. We all happen to be uh, Roman Catholics, um, <clears throat> and uh, although the movement has been uh, has been um, embraced by many uh, of various faiths, other religions, and even uh, you know atheists and people of no religion at all uh, have kind of uh, embraced this path of disarmament. So, uh, but we were seven Catholics, and we uh, 
we took a look at the, we spent probably about two years uh, in preparation for doing this. And um, we, uh, we ended up looking around and, and seeing that this, that the uh, naval base, the Kings Bay Naval Base in southern Georgia is the largest uh, Trident submarine base in the world. Uh, and it had never, um, it, there was never a plowshares action done there. And uh, we felt that the Trident is probably the, the most destabilizing and destructive weapon ever created by human civilization. So, well, um, why, we to why is that? What is a Trident submarine? Oh, yes. Well, the, the Trident submarine, first of all, it's, it's a, a stealth weapon in, in the sense that uh, they're out there in the seas and nobody knows where they are. And they can strike uh, their first, they, they carry first strike nuclear weapons, uh, the Trident uh, D5, I believe it's called the D5 missile. Um, the uh, destructive capability of the weapons that, uh, well, let's put it this way, there are six uh, Trident submarines that have their home port at Kings Bay, Georgia. Um, the destructive capacity of the weapons that those uh, six submarines can carry uh, could kill an estimated uh, six billion people. Um, and given the fact that there are about seven and a half billion on the planet, um, it would not look good for the rest. Um, and of course, uh, actually, what we've had to do in the um, in the nuclear age is we've actually had to change our language. We used to talk about uh, genocide, but when we come to the idea of of the use of nuclear weapons, we we have to talk. We've invented a new world, a new word called uh, omnicide, because we're talking about the the killing of everything, um, uh, making the world utterly, you know, irredeemable. Um, and, and, and so, anyway, that, and, and are you saying that we, those missiles would would kill six billion people directly at short range, or are you talking about the creation of a nuclear winter that uh, that kills crops and and starves people by the billions? Well, the that statistic is is taken from uh, a great website um, organization an organization called Nuke Watch, and uh, they were addressing what the uh, they were actually comparing the the destructive power of the D-5 missiles to the bombs, uh, the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. And um, you can, uh, your listeners could could go onto that website and see uh, where that statistic comes from. But they're basically talking about the firepower of the weapons. Um, and they're not, uh, actually that, that uh, statistic doesn't talk about, I mean, it's not uh, taking into account the uh, fallout and all of that, which which yeah. obviously would make the world uninhabitable. Well, and the other billion and a half people and many other species in their entirety would be doomed as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, I should say we, 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 uh, we went in the cover of darkness. Uh, we actually chose April 4th of this, of this year, which was the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King. And um, our, our specific intent with this action was to to draw a connection, as Martin Luther King Jr. did, uh, between the three, uh, the triplets of evil, as he, as he described it, uh, um, racism, militarism, and unbridled uh, uh, materialism. Uh, and we were specifically interested in connecting racism to war. Um, Martin Luther King, in about a month before he was assassinated, 
uh, gave a speech in a high school in Michigan, and he, one of the lines that uh, that he uh, uh, gave at that speech was was something that we hooked onto, and, and he, what he said was uh, the ultimate logic of racism is genocide. And so we actually made a banner saying with that quote and his and his picture on it, um, and then we also uh, made another banner that said the ultimate logic of trident is omnicide. Okay, so we were we we're trying to make that connection. And um, and people can see that picture by the way if they go to Kings Bay Plowshares numeral seven dot org. Kings Bay Plowshares numeral seven dot org uh, has a big uh, picture of you and and several other people, right? Correct. Um, and there were, like I say, there were seven of us, and we, uh, having done whatever uh, scoping, uh, pre, uh, pre-scoping of the base that we could, um, we located a few, uh, three different uh, sites that seemed to us to be most significant in terms of addressing. Um, one of those is, is a, uh, a bunkers that where the uh, where the weapons are are kept inside a bunker, the ones that are not uh, deployed, uh, and that was uh, that was the most high security of the, of the locations. There was also um, kind of this this uh, a shrine, well, really a, a monument, which um, a monument to the uh, nuclear missiles. Uh, they had replicas, uh, huge uh, replicas of these of these missiles, um, and we we kind of. Uh, we identified that as like a shrine to uh, to nuclear weapons, and, um, so we addressed that as well. And then there was behind that there was a, a, a building, a, an administrative building, which basically uh, I, I, it, it's about the uh, how they deploy the weapons and stuff like that. I guess, I'm not sure exactly what kind of work was done in there, but anyway, those three sites we split up and and addressed those, uh, those three sites. Um, uh, addressed them just, how? Uh, went and uh, took, yes. took hammers to them and, and brought right. vials so of your own blood? Or? Yes, yes. Uh, the, sim- the two main symbols that are used in most plowshares actions are hammers and blood. Um, household hammers being, you know, the, that the symbol directly from Isaiah, hammering swords into plowshares. You know, plowshare being a, you know, a farming tool. So it's basically talking about creating, uh, uh, turning weapons into creative tools. Um, and so we use household hammers. Uh, we're not trying to uh, set off weapons, or uh, right. Uh, you know, we're not we're not interested in total destruction. Um, we're interested in the symbolic nature and what we would call the sacramental nature um, of uh, of these actions. Um, so, uh, and by sacramental, I mean, and that's kind of a, a theological term, but basically a, a sacrament kind of goes beyond uh, uh, symbolic in, in the sense that it not only uh, points to a different reality, but it actually calls it into being. Okay, that's, that's sort of the distinction that we make. So we, we really, as, particularly as Catholics, we're, we're into sacraments, right? So, yes. So that's how we approach this whole thing was, was trying to call into reality uh, what what needs to become reality. You know, disarmament has to happen. I mean, even even those who uh, preside over the nuclear policy understand that, uh, but they seem trapped in terms of being able to accomplish it. So, um, so yeah, we uh, we use hammers, and 
actually, uh, on a side note, um, we, uh, I, I was, I, I ended up going to where the, uh, the missile shrine was. And we decided, we brought in a little cordless grinder in the attempt that we thought that we might be able to actually cut one of these things down and, uh, that we thought that would be a, a pretty good, uh, symbol or sacrament, um, to accomplish. But, uh, we kind of uh, had to laugh at ourselves when we saw how these things were built. They were impossible to uh, to tear down. So um, anyway, so we uh, we addressed that. We uh, we all had containers of our own blood, and of course, blood is a troublesome symbol for many. Um, and yet, at the same time, it, it really calls uh, it calls us to reality, the reality of what these weapons are and what they do. Um, which, as war gets more and more high tech. Um, you know, we, we don't see what's on the other end of these weapons. Um, and in fact, you know, particularly at this, at this missile shrine, you know, it's glorifying all of this. Um, so blood is very important to bring the blood, uh, to the light, you know? Um, Yes, indeed. So that's, uh, and you know, we, we, uh, we drew our own blood safely and carried it in little, uh, like baby bottles, um, so we we threw blood on on these things as well, um, and then we um, we had some paint. Uh, we were accused of spray painting a graffiti, which which really it wasn't. It was more like these paint pens that we we wrote messages like <clears throat> idolatry and uh, you know disarm now. And, and we're we're speaking with Mark Colville, who is one of the seven. Kings Bay Plowshares activists, and you can learn more at Kings Bay Plowshares 7. That's the numeral 7.org. Um, Mark, you, you, you said that you believe these weapons are illegal, uh, yet people are putting a lot of effort into uh, trying to create a new treaty uh, around the globe banning the possession of, of nuclear weapons. Uh, other people are trying to advance, you know, peace conversion to peace industries through education and lobbying and so forth. Are are, are some of these efforts useful as well? Are they failing? Are they redundant? Uh, what's your your opinion? Oh, I think all those all of those efforts are are absolutely necessary and very useful. Um, particularly, I would say that the 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 ICANN treaty. I think that's what you're referring to. Um, which has just been, uh, you know, approved by uh, over 100 nations, I believe, in the UN, um, and that's being uh, promoted around the world. Um, and uh, of course, they're uh, they're trying very hard to get all of the nuclear nations to get on board with that treaty. And the uh, the United States is, of course, the most obstructionist in terms of, of promoting that. So, um, but uh, we have. Uh, there, I have friends who are plowshares activists uh, that are all over the country trying to uh, promote the ICANN treaty. Um, so all of these efforts are embraced. I, I think uh, plowshares is a is a particular um, a particular approach to this. You know, which which kind of goes it goes outside the uh, the government uh, you know, and, and takes it it, it focuses. Uh, you know the the responsibility on on people. You know to demand disarmament and to go about uh, starting the process of disarmament. Again, as I said before, because the the government is utterly incapable of doing so, and they've placed nuclear weapons beyond the reach of law. Um, 
so really, uh, plowshares actions. Um, one of the one of the main purposes of of plowshares actions, besides the the symbolic sacramental reality that I spoke of earlier, was actually to uh, to speak uh, to get uh, nuclear weapons on trial. Um, it's the only way to do it uh, that we've come up with. Um, you know, the nuclear weapons have never been subject uh, to to uh, legal scrutiny. Never been subject to uh, you know the approval of people. Uh, the, all of these weapons are created in secret. Uh, deals are made in back rooms, and it's all beyond the uh, you know the consent of the people. Uh, and so that's uh, that again is specifically what we address. We're, so you know, so have you? I, uh, being, I'm sorry. I just want to say, but being down here in the South, um, you know, and again with the with the racism as part of our uh, you know part of our theme here. Um, I, I think of the institution of slavery as a good example of, of what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, there was a there was a time. Was, was, could we ever really say that slavery uh, slavery was a legal thing? Um, no. I mean, the slavery was was done beyond the law. Slavery was was accepted. It was an it was accepted because of a misapplication of the law. You know, for example, uh, people of African descent being considered. Uh, as three fifths of a person, you know, and and therefore that uh, that they weren't subject to the rights of the Constitution. I mean that that was just uh, that was just fantasy, you know, that uh, that uh, embedded slavery as an institution in this country, um, and people banged their head against that legal wall for for many years, obviously, um, and and until it was no longer legal, you know. Um, we're trying to accomplish the same thing with uh, with nuclear weapons. I mean, it, yeah. it, it should be obvious to uh, anybody living on the planet that we cannot survive much longer with these weapons. Um, and so we're we're, grow, we're grow. trying all any nonviolent means necessary to, uh, to accomplish disarmament. Well, horrible, horrible, and grotesque laws are still laws, arguably, and the Thirteenth Amendment banning slavery, except as punishment for a crime, uh, does seem to keep legal uh, the, the use of uh, of slavery in prisons. Yes, um, and uh, of course, I, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't give the impression that I believe that slavery is over either. I mean, uh, the uh, obviously the the structural uh, racism in this country is is uh, is still an edifice that we're uh, that we have a long way to go in terms of dismantling. Right. Um, right. So, so uh, but again, I think le- fighting fighting these legal battles is is very important. So, 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 have you been able to put nuclear weapons on trial? What has been the the legal uh, so called justice process uh, thus far? Well, it's uh, it's a tough road. I mean, basically, what I've what I've experienced. I've done three uh, three different plowshares actions now, and um, my experience in the in the courts is that uh, they the, the the court begins with um, with the legality of these weapons, um, and so to get the question of, of legality on the table is, has been um, quite impossible for for a long stretch here. Um, uh, what we what we're doing in this in this particular uh, trial here is we're we're trying a new argument here that's never really been tried in in plowshares uh, trials and that is um, there's something called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act um, 
which uh, it's it basically, I, I mean, I don't know that we have time to get too much into it, but uh, basically what that, what that is, is it, it says that the, the government must not intervene in the sincerely held religious beliefs and practice of, uh, you know, of religious people. Um, and the, the, that law specifically says that, that uh, people who are practicing their religion um, and are accused of crimes um, have to be treated differently. Um, and what that means is that the government must have a compelling interest to intervene in their practice, um, and uh, and that uh, that the uh, that they, if when they intervene, they must intervene uh, in the least restrictive way possible. Um, and of course, our argument is that uh, that nuclearism is a religion. Um, and, and it's a religion that we're being forced to practice as citizens of the United States. Um, uh, you know, nuclearism, it forces us to place our ultimate security in these weapons of mass destruction. And that's, that's a, basically a biblical definition of idolatry and blasphemy uh, from a Judeo-Christian uh, perspective. And so we're making, these, we're making these arguments that, you know, the government has, uh, doesn't have a compelling interest, first of all, because the weapons are illegal. Um, and secondly, that their intervention, you know, in other words, charging us with three felonies um, was far from the least restrictive means, uh, you know, to protect their interests. So um, this is an argument that they seem to have be having some trouble uh, squashing at this point, which has caused some delays in the trial. We're, uh, we're awaiting, uh, uh, you know, a decision from the from an initial decision from the magistrate judge as to whether or not this argument is going to be accepted. But I think it is a, uh, it's an inroad that we're making that, that could prove to be pretty significant. And, and what are the three felonies you're charged with, uh, and, and what uh, possible penalties do they carry? Well, the, uh, there's criminal trespass, um, there's uh, destruction of government property, and depredation of government property, um, and conspiracy. Uh, Let's see. the uh, The trespass would be the misdemeanor. The others are felonies, and and of course we're we're contending also that that those charges are are quite redundant. You know, uh, for for example, you know uh, the the prosecutor put a witness uh, used as a witness in this preliminary hearing, commander of the base, um, who had written an affidavit uh, addressing this question, and um, he was asked. Uh, he was actually asked by the judge on the stand. They asked him, "Can you? Uh, what's the difference between um, destruction of government property and depredation of government property?" Um, and he had no answer. He didn't even know the, the difference between those two terms. <laughs> I can't say that I do either. So that's sort of a redundant charge. And then, of course, the depredation charge contains an element of conspiracy. So that that makes that redundant with the conspiracy charge. So. In other words, and then the judge actually said, uh, asked the prosecutor, um, can you see a scenario where, where these folks could be, where a jury could convict them of one of those felonies, but not the other one? Um, and, you know, so, so that's, uh, that's what we're, part of what we're dealing with is, is we have the motion that we have before the court right now is to have all the charges dismissed uh, based on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Um, 
our lawyers uh, don't seem to have too much confidence that all of the charges will be dismissed, but there's a significant chance that uh, one or more of them could be. So, so Mark, you didn't you didn't actually steal property or set off weaponry or uh, cause damage in numerous ways uh, that would have gone further than what you did. And yet, I read somewhere that just in October, uh, four completely unrelated people uh, were arrested for allegedly stealing explosives and ammunition from the Kings Bay Naval Base. And they were released without uh, restrictions on their own recognizance, uh, and and ch- I don't know what they were charged with, but they uh, were not given the same uh, sort of pre-trial treatment that that you and your fellow peace activists were. Is that is that for real? Yes, that's for real. And uh, I mean, it, I, as I said to the judge at the last uh, hearing, when we were discussing these bond issues. Uh, yeah, I told him. I mean, it seems obvious to anybody who's paying attention here that that the government and the court considers, uh, you know, our political slash religious views to be more dangerous to the community than uh, stealing explosives and ammunition from the base. So, I mean, it's just it's a bizarre application of of the law, and the the judge, you know, shamelessly promoted the his his defense of the. Uh, uh, the Bail Reform Act. He, used, he actually used that as as an argument for why uh, it was proper to impose these restrictions on us, um, which is just outrageous to me. Um, I'm having a, uh, I'm 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 quite aggravated at the fact that uh, that we've been placed uh, in this situation where I mean, you know, we, we the reason we did this action in the first place was to defend the community. Um, and, and it was a matter of conscience. I mean, you can say what you want about the efficacy of what we did or the rightness or wrongness of it, but it was obviously an act that was based in conscience and sincerely held uh, beliefs and conscience. And um, when uh, talk about a, you know being released on a promise to appear, I mean, if, if our word is not uh, you know our bond, then then I simply I mean we, we have no business. We would never have gone on the base in the first place, right? You know? we, we've and got so, just about a minute left, Mark Colville. What what can people do to stay informed, to support, to help out? Uh, can people <clears throat> write you letters uh, where you're headed? Um, how can people be involved? Yes, you know, um, first I'd say there, there's a there's a Facebook page, uh, Kings Bay Plowshares, um, where a lot of that information is offered, and there's also a website. Um, there's um, there's a great um, uh, organization called the Nuclear Resistor, uh, the Nuclear Resistor, which is based in Arizona. Our friends Jack and Felice Cohen Joppa, um, and they they disseminate news of, of nuclear disarmament uh, actions and movements all over the world. And it's, it's a remarkable uh, newspaper that they put out and a website. So I would suggest you go there. Um, I would love to get mail in uh, from anybody and. Uh, to keep this discussion going in the prison, in the jail, they have uh, strict rules on, you know, you have to do like a pre-stamped postcard thing. But you can get the information on how to uh, how to send me mail and, and get my uh, address and inmate number and all of that from these websites. Um, and I, I would encourage folks to, you know, to take this up and, and uh, start to consider it. I mean, we're, there are movements uh, going on all over, as we know, uh, 
particularly thinking about the border and the Mexican border right now and, you know, reaching our hands out that way as I go back to this jail. Um, we, we will have so to... So all of those efforts are important. We will have to leave it there. Mark Colville, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking the time to come on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you so much. It's been great. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.